Chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. No, but I've listened to like weird radio bits where it's so, it seems so out of And I've been very curious. And to you know, know I what. love those too, right? Those are my favorite I mean, things. I get into it. I know you don't get into that kind of stuff. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. I still did not like yesterday's minute to win it, Alex Strofe. I missed you. We can talk. It was a oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I did not listen to the show yesterday. Okay, so yesterday's minute to win it was basically top states in per capita, firework, per capita in firework sales. Oh, so I didn't the like it. The day after the 4th of July. Great I didn't like ball. it because there's no, again, for 4th Fourth of July, that's fine. But like in general, there's no intrinsic knowledge to know. So like if you're a regular listener, you yeah. don't know. Like you're all just randomly guessing. Well, no, but. And I hate list- that kind of trivia. I don't care what that is. Well, the good I news know is there. I want to compete against the host. He got one. I got zero. Oh, that's it. Because well, it's, I mean, there is some weird ones. So like, like give we, some we all guess Texas first. Yeah, I would basically Texas, the small Cali, Florida, the smallest states. Yeah, it was, Rhode Island. It was more of well, the Wyoming. Or was it we, Wyoming, North no, Dakota, South Dakota, whatever? No, I, oh. I did guess Wyoming. We didn't yeah. get it. It was the Who two cares? Dakotas. It Indiana, was the dumbest thing ever. Ohio. Similar list to last week. Sounds like it was yes. kind of, but it was it was like a little bit population based. I think a little bit. Probably, well, yeah, that's like, that's what we did last like, week. For those of you that so don't remember, we could talk a little bit about in general uh, on and off the air. But like, I like if I'm going to do trivia, which I do not enjoy ever. But if I'm going to do it, I want it where like it's so lame. I could yes, trivia is lame. I don't want to. Sure, I don't want to. I want to have it where there's some chance that you're not just throwing darts against the wall. Like you have some intrinsic value. Like at okay, some point, like, we knew the do. states. You like, don't. No, you, don't. you certainly do. That like we my had, whole you basis had one in Indiana zero. was like driving, and I was but that's, trying. That's not intrinsic value. Okay, that's a so guess. then I had mine then was I on had, Tennessee, and I drove through Tennessee. Educate, I was wrong. Yeah, but you had an educated guess, and then you tried to build off of no, that. No, it, it was dumb. Whatever, Jim. You could. I mean, it was dumb. Thing. Well, you no, had one. I'm not zero. That's not enjoyable. Change your mind. What is enjoyable about way that anyone's ever changed your mind? Well, how is it enjoyable? You get one, I get zero. What's enjoyable about that? It's a game, and it was a it was a it was applicable to the timing and situation. Like, yeah, it was a t- hard one that we didn't necessarily. It wasn't know, hard. Like, it was you don't. Yeah. It wasn't hard. It was just dumb. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. He's Hamilton. I'm <laughs> Rutledge. Uh, we're presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush a Coors Light. And uh, yeah, Cubs versus Brewers, four to three right now. It's like 2019 the Fan Field. Yelly hit a home run. Uh, Cordy Bellinger, who plays for the. Cubs just hit a home run, so it's a tight ball game there. I guarantee you there'll be a lot of happy Cubs fans, the majority of AmFam Field, if you will, driving home happy if the Cubs can pull out the victory and pull themselves a little bit closer to the Brewers in first place. The NL Central in baseball could could be a precursor to the NFC North. I think the NFC North is just going to be crappy teams. I think that's actually a phenomenal take, Jim. The only one that has a shot, in my opinion, in the NFC North not to be just meh is Detroit. I where where is this like and I know we don't like like the Vikings but the Vikings were a good team last year. Why are we all you of were a sudden the, you were you were riding you were of the parade ship telling me about how they won all those tight ball games. That doesn't repeat itself. That's another right, reason no, why. No, 100%. I I agree but like and and I don't think they're better than they were last year, but they still have the best I mean and again until I'm proven otherwise, they have the best quarterback in the division. 
Right, but if you were betting... probably the best wide receiver in the division. If you were betting, would you bet more on the Vikings to win nine or 13 games? Oh, nine. And I think every team in the North you'd bet on no higher than nine. Like, if I'm betting on a team to win the North this year, I'm betting on... The Vikings, most likely. Well, that seems silly. I think silly. it's close with the Lions. I think those are like my one-two, but I think the Vikings, they're but, more uh, veteran but, but team. Again, I don't care about winning it. That's not the point of it. I'm saying, but that's, that, that's not what I asked. I said, someone's going to win NL Central. They're still a trash team. Like, there is a hand- Wait, is there any good teams in the NL Central? There's no good teams in the NFC North, is my point. Yeah, and that's what I'm I think you're like wrong. I think the Lions are okay, and I think the, the Vikings that's okay. were good, and they haven't been. There's We have no reason to you think that they all, won't be good. Yeah, all last year telling me how they weren't any good because they won all those tight ball games. And that doesn't repeat itself. Like, it's just history shows you, you win right, at best, no, you split that. I wasn't. Forward. I wasn't saying they were an elite team. They were obviously a very good football team last year. What they do you just, think the wins? They won a lot of like really tight ones. That, over under nine wins to win the North this next year. I think the winner of the North will have more than nine wins. I would call it a put. Well, okay, I'll set it at ten. It's getting close. That's not so a good seven. I'll go over. I'll go under. I think eleven's the number. I think that's what the. W- you think the winning, the winning NFC North is going to get eleven wins this year? Yeah, I think they could. Uh, let's say it's a substantial you're, you're amount take, of money. Your take on the Vikings is correct because obviously now their schedule. Look at the look at the AFC. We got to play. I don't understand the Detroit hype. Like I, I get they they built up or they built up a really good season last year, nine and eight. I just feel like that's probably where they'll be again. But you're right; they, they might added, be good enough to win the division. They added David Montgomery and they added two yeah, they high lost, first round picks. But they lost the leader in touchdowns last year in Jamal Williams. Yeah, but that was like I mean, most of those touch a lot of those were like Monte Ball touchdowns. I love Monte. It was like, oh, we're three yards out. Here you go. Like it wasn't like Jamal was Adrian Jimmy, Peterson in his Jimmy, prime. Jimmy, I'm not saying that by any means. You're right. But, so I mean, like, no, he did, someone he had, had to score a touchdown. It was a career touchdown for, or a career right. year for him. And he's oh, I've always been a huge Jamal Williams guy, right? But, but I think arguably you could say that they upgraded the running back position by adding David Montgomery and Gibbs. Well, Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, uh, but he's a rookie, and you just never know what you're But you the, get between out of the two, guy. that's an upgrade over no, what they had last year. I think it'll be a, a little bit better. I, I think there's a a... DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Like, those are two established backs. All right, I think you're underselling. I think it's a wash. Um, Montgomery's like kind of an ultra back, catch ball to backfield, do a lot of things. Like, yeah. I think you're I, underestimating. I, think, I do I think, think the I think Lions are a little better. He's a bear. If I, I was, if I was overestimating, I, he's not a bear. I would be trying to say, oh, I don't care. You left. You sucks. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he's a good football player. It's bad for the Bears. He left. Like as a Bears fan, I should be trying to spin it the other way. I'm saying he was a good football player that I didn't want to see go. Who's the Bears back now? They have Cleo Herbert, and then they added Herbert. Foreman from the Panthers, and then they drafted a guy, Deontay Foreman. That yeah. Is? Gotcha. yeah. Um. What was the question? Eleven. Would you bet? I think the would you bet five hundred dollars on the team winning the North to win ten or eleven games? I feel a lot better about ten than eleven. Same. Yeah. So that's not a good division. Just like it's not. Just like the NL Central is probably going to have like ninety wins to win the 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 division, which is good. I think that's a really good take. Uh, I I mean, realistically, as we run through it, I mean, so let's look at the NFC East. That's better. Yep. The NFC South, probably uh, got, on par. I mean, the South. What does the South have that I'm missing? Tampa, probably not good. Atlanta, not good. Carolina, no way. New Orleans. So they got one team. So I would say yeah. the South is worse than the North. Okay. And then you go West. West way better, obviously. Right. And then you go to the AFC, and you go AFC West better. Uh, the AFC Central. So what is that? Or North? What is that? Uh, Colts, Houston, um, it's AFC South. 
the south, south yeah yeah tennessee and uh jacksonville okay so south. that's better than the yeah. i'm saying the, it, the, the the nfc north could be the second worst division in all football next what, year what would be worse i'm sorry the nfc south NFC South. NFC South. Yeah, Atlanta will be bad. Carolina will be bad. Tampa Bay will be bad. New Orleans is a big question mark. I think they could be good. Well, I think they're going to pile up a lot of wins. I think you're right. I think you're right, which is why I say I think they could be good. Um, NFC South South is bad. AFC South South is a question mark. Jacksonville is going to be good. Yeah. Tennessee will probably be bad. Indy, I have no idea. Tennessee, don't they still have Tannehill? Yeah, but... We know what his ceiling is, and he's not matching. But I mean, I still think they're like a nine-win team. So you could see the I could see the Jags winning twelve games, and then Titans with nine. I don't know that Tennessee's as good as you think they are. They just have no weapons anymore. And Derrick Henry's getting older. I mean, I, there is no denying that this is the weakest NFC North we I have ever seen in my. There's life. just not well, a clear favorite. No, no, no. Is this is the NFC North every year. It's just the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. The yeah. NFC North is always pretty close to trash. The Packers just have, look, we've talked about this. You break it down, the wins, the NFC North over the last, take away the Packers, is a bottom-tier conference. We've had this conversation. Yeah, I mean, the Detroit Packers and Chicago have been consistently bad, uh, outside of a few exceptions. And Minnesota's always up and down. And Minnesota, it's like every other year they're pretty yeah. good. I mean, that's not debatable. I mean, they've all, I mean, that's it. The Packers have just been head and shoulders above everyone. And so the division looks better because you got one team Going to the you know into so, the playoffs so and crushing everyone. So what I'm saying when I say that this is the worst NFC North division I've ever seen, it's not false. Because right, but I'm saying it's because the Packers are in the mix now. Yeah, I'm saying it's always been trash. It's just you had one team, your team, that was out of it. I was. You just didn't realize how trashy it was, but now you're in the trash pool with us, and it's like, oh wait, this is just a big gross trash pool of meh teams. <laughs> yeah, but I I like it. Still, the you said no, and then said the. That the Packers were just better. I I wasn't wrong when I said that this is the worst NFC North division that I've ever seen in my life. That's what I was that's all I was saying. Okay. You just said no. I felt like you were just in combat mode to like, no, it's they're all bad and they're always bad. No, I just wanted to point out that the Packers were the outlier for a division that's always been terrible. I feel like there's like that in a lot of divisions. There's there's you know, you had the San Francisco. No, we, we've had this discussion, like yeah. we broke it down. The North the teams outside of the Packers have one of the worst in all of football over the last decade. That's a, those okay. are facts. Yeah. That's not a debate. But the Packers were the team that were clearly above everyone, mm-hmm. which is also not a debate. Right. So you're right. This is one of the worst, but it's one of the worst because the Packers have come down to join the rest of us who have been bad. Right. The Packers have been ruling over a bad division yeah, for a I, very long time. And I was looking back like 30 years, my like 34 years, this is the worst division since Brett Favre started on the Green Bay Packers. This is the worst that NFC North. Probably. Because the Packers are because not... Because we don't have a superstar quarterback. There is nothing... Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. But, like, all the teams are kind of, like, either good or struggling in the NFC North. There's nothing very good or great. Good being, like, just average team. Detroit has the potential to blow up. Minnesota... It's they, probably on the decline. They got rid of Cook. They got rid of Thielen. Like, they're shedding players. They're in this... They're trying... I think they're, like, a year behind the Packers. If I was... Ranking teams as far as they're trying to reconfigure their rosters, Detroit's the furthest ahead on it, followed by Chicago, Green Bay, and Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota's now on their decline. Last year was probably their shot to So win maybe it. they can slap together something this year, but they are yeah. shedding contracts, and they're probably going to move off Kirk Cousins, and they're going to be in a position where Chicago and uh, Green Bay are now. And Detroit did this a little earlier, so they're further along in their rebuild. Now, right. it could be the wrong rebuild, and Chicago's one year. Chicago and yeah. Green Bay are going... Two different directions, and the fact that Green Bay is still shedding players, 
but also trying to rebuild on the fly, much like Minnesota. Chicago is going a Detroit route. They tore it all down, and now they're trying to come back up. Right. So, again, it lends itself to a trash division. My point has been it's always been trash except for the <laughs> Packers. The Packers have been the, the, uh, the, the star on top of a dumpster fire of a division. Yeah, and I'll be. I'm happy to be that star. It's yeah. sad that we don't. get You got to be, to be the star. None of us got. The, you know, you were the sh- the shiniest turd. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented <laughs> by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Gross, Matt Hamilton. One more time. Blisters are gross. Blisters are gross. You had a blister on your knee and exploded. It's disgusting. So, it it was disgusting. It's such a weird place to get a blister too. I have no idea how I got it. I thought at first maybe when the oven door was open, I might have like touched my knee to the oven or something. But I don't, I, I have no idea. Ovens are hot, Matt. Don't I'm keep, starting keep to your think appendages that it was, away. I'm starting to think it was like that one plant that has that bad like oil on it. I think it's. I think one of them is called wild parsnip. I think I just got some of that on my knee. Hmm. I have no idea what happened. I don't know. How'd you, how'd you guys do on the injury front this 4th of July weekend? Because I uh, did not do well. <laughs> I came through it okay. No real injuries. Well, I have two to well, tell you about. Uh, well, I, Can I, I make a suggestion uh, before you guys tell me about your injuries? If you have some injuries, you can go to Carbon World Health, try the cryo over there. Ah. Great way. Matt, I know you've done it. Great yes. way to kind of bounce back after a workout or a long weekend. Uh, you also can do IV treatments. You did the 4th of July, had a little too much going on, IV treatments over. Mountains were a little too blue. Yes, yeah, so you can go that at Carbon World Health. Or, you know, when it gets closer to fall, cold and flu season, they have ones for immunity boost there. So there's all that and the red light therapy, all part of the uh, complete experience at Carbon World Health. I take semi-glutide. I am down to about 197, 10% body fat, and that's over 30 pounds of weight loss. I combined uh, semi-glutide, which is FDA-approved weight loss treatment, burns fat, not muscle, with a workout there, and I've gotten the results I've been looking for for a long time over Carbon World Health. All right, tell me about your injuries. Yes, Drove, uh, mine is similar to yours. I'll, I'll just start real quick. My wife, I got done golfing, and the wife was like, I want to go boating. I told her, no, I'm too tired. I don't want to go boating. You can take the boat. It's our boat. What's mine is yours. So she left about 15 minutes later. I get a phone call. Matt, I'm out on the water. I got about 200 feet offshore, and the motor killed, and I can't start the boat. So I immediately oh, get no. up, drive down to the boat dock, kind of yelling to her, not really working. Again, only 200 feet, not far. So I get in the water, and I swim to the boat, and I get in the boat, try and start it. Sure enough, it's not starting. I thought the battery was dead. I was like, oh, whatever, let's let's... I'll just swim it in. So as I'm swimming it in, first of all, Jen tries to help, but she's just getting in the way. And then she tells me, she has the audacity to look me in the eye and say, well, I could have swam it in. <laughs> so I looked her dead in the eye and said, well, why didn't you? <laughs> uh, and she just said, sorry, thank you for swimming us in. And, and then she <laughs> chopped off my appendix. <laughs> anyway, so when I got shallow enough where I could stand up, I think I stepped on a zebra muscle or a sharp rock of some sort. So I got a pretty good cut on my foot when I got out of the water. Foot was bleeding. Brothers. Turns out my wife uh, did not account for the line. There's a rope off the front and the back of the boat. Mm -hmm. 
for tying up to places. She did not account for the one in the back, and when she put it in drive after reversing off Uh-oh. the, she wrapped the prop, uh, it, or the rope got wrapped up in the prop. Uh oh. Fortunately, there's like a failsafe against that, so oh, it automatically God, God, turns God, off and God. will not try and turn back on when it is wrapped. So I don't think there's any damage, but. Needless to say, I might be piloting the boat for more often than not. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right, so two injuries for me over the weekend. The first one was Sunday, and it was the most non-contact injury you could ever have in your Physical life. injuries. Neither of these are egos, injured uh, ego. Uh, well, that happened also. Okay. But, you know, these are both physical. So Sunday, I'm in my apartment. I'm in the living room. I reach down to grab something. My back goes pop. And... <laughs> I'm dealing with lower back pain. It's kind of subsided oh, at this point, goodness. but Sunday I could barely move. Like some old man stuff. Yeah, I couldn't okay. believe it. I couldn't believe it. Um, that I, is old man stuff because I've never like, had like a, I've never really struggled with real back pain, like soreness, sure. Right. But this is lower back pain near the uh, what, what do you call the butt bone there? Tailbone. Tailbone? That's the one. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> down by my sciatica. <laughs> God. Uh, you're so, I mean, because that's what old people do. You like sneeze too hard because you're just, yeah. yeah. Well, then I was Tuesday- reaching for my glass of Mucinex. <laughs> <laughs> Metamucil, and before my, I got it. My, <laughs> my bowl of Fig Newtons. Yeah, right. And then Tuesday, 4th of July, we're out on the boat up north of Manaqua, and we get back, and there was a storm that went through where, where the cabin is. And ne- the next door neighbors, uh, their boat dock and their boat lift both flipped in the water. That is crazy. These are giant are pieces heavy. of metal. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we, so we had, t- I think it was 10 or 11 guys all in the water flipping this. Well, good for you guys. Yeah, it was nice good. It was, it, it was very nice of us. I agree. Way, way to spend the fourth. So anyway, I'm walking back to the cabin, and I get on a dock. I jump back in the water, and I feel crack on my left foot. I'm like, ah, that's probably just nothing. It was a pretty flat rock. I'm probably fine. Get out of the water. Murder scene, it looks like. We mix water and blood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My foot got chopped uh, on the right side of my left foot in two different spots. So I am just bleeding everywhere. Um, and they're like, put it back in the water. Bring it back out. Blood all over put the Put it dock. back in that clean lake. Thankfully, the lady's, <laughs> the lady's cousin is a nurse. So she's like, all right, we could probably get you stitches, but we're not going to do that. Uh, let's hobble you up. Because no I'll, one can drive you to right, exactly. stitches. Right, it's five in the afternoon. Um, so she tapes me up, several bandages. Uh, yeah, so it's ugly down there. A couple it's, more Coors Lights, you didn't feel a thing, huh? You got it. You got. I, I had three while she put tape on me. I, hey, I, I believe finished, it. I finished Honestly, instead of dunking it back in the water, you were better off just pouring some Coors Light on it to rinse it out. Yeah. Um, then yeah. dunking it back in the lake. Luckily, we had, uh, what's, what's, <laughs> what's the brand black bottle? Um, Neosporin? Well, no, that's, that's... Hydrocortisone? Yes, that's... Oh. Uh, um, and uh, so we dumped some of that on it, and then Neosporin, and then gauze Good. and well, Band-Aids and all that. But. I'm glad you're okay. You're hardly hobbling, so yeah, I, bit, I appreciate that you're playing through this injury. Both injuries, too. The back issue, too. Yeah, it's hurting because I'm sitting weird. I think i got to stand. But anyway, you guys want to I don't think your performance today wait, has wait, been I'm, I'm mad at Stone, so I'd love to throw you, some. You guys are both losers. Just go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison and go be a winner. $70 million in jackpots so far this year at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Largest jackpot, $248,000. Stop being a loser and hurting yourself in the lake. <laughs> go win yourself some boat money at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. $70 million so far this year. Go get a jackpot at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Also, fellas, wear water shoes. Lakes are gross. Yeah. Yeah, but then you're that guy. Yeah, I don't want to be shoes. that guy. Tim you're- Oregon chimes in. Boat, ha- boat uh, folks, the hack is wear water shoes. I want to be he that He said guy. that he went to uh, 
Boundary Waters 42 years ago, shoes were required. That a lot of these places require shoes for if you're going to be in and out of the water like right. like that. Because there's a lot of throw bottles in the lake guy. <laughs> you oh, know, shark. man, those guys are the worst. They are. And so you it's still true, exist. True. Yeah. Ah, I, man, just where it's so here's something the thing. I was, about being barefoot and I no, don't want see, to I wear hate, shoes on the boat. I, I get the boat part of it. But like I was at Pike Lake, it's all like rocks. They like they're right. saying there's a lot of rocks there. And I saw tons of dumb adults kind of trying to get to their kids, walking around, walking on the sand, walking over the place because their feet hurt walking all the rocks. There's so many rocks there. I had a great old time because I had my water shoes on. Yeah, there's definitely a time and a place. I I get you don't want to accept that the Madison Lakes and me boating right now are a place that the I Madison need to. The Madison Lakes are, I think, the dirtiest lakes in the state but of Wisconsin. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get cut every time you go into them. I'm just saying, get some Crocs. That's all. <laughs> Own see. it. Crocs are perfect. They're off road. They can. They're like the like the Mad- the ducks, the Wisconsin ducks up in the the Dells. Yeah, the no. Honestly, utility. the Crocs Crocs are better than like normal like water shoes. I'll give you that. All right, we'll throw some sh- uh, stones. We'll do it on the other side there. So we'll get we'll get a little early to break here, Matt Hamilton, and then we'll throw nice. some stones on the other side. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. You ever like be close to witnessing a fight and just kind of stop what you're doing to see if it's going to happen? Yeah, I I work on this show every day. (laughs) Nowhere close is does anyone come close to a fight unless you wanted to fight one of us, Alex Struff, because. Well, now he's checked out. So. That wouldn't be a fight. Now, well, maybe we want to fight you. Your camera stopped working, Jim, as your mid-bite of some chips in a break. It's just frozen on that. <laughs> Great. That's awesome. Do you see that in front of you? No, I don't because you don't have that uh, up here on the screen for the computer here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. Apparently, I like to eat my chips, so you can see that. <laughs> but mid-fight, I was at... Pike Lake with my my brother and his, my parents came and his wife came and we were kind of hanging out. The girls were playing, and all of a sudden you kind of pick up. There's like a weird vibe going on behind us, and so my brother and I stand up. We were sitting in some chairs, like you know the type of chairs you can sit right by the water, have your feet in the water. Yeah. So we get up and we turn around and uh, we're drinking our twisted teas actually, and see this guy, younger kid, looked like maybe Strofe's age, but he had kids. And now one thing, red flag on this. Wearing white socks with white shoes and then like walking on the beach and was wearing like black shorts and like a like a zip up and I'm like, God, we're at the beach. It's like ninety. What are we sure doing? It wasn't right? me. That sounds right. like me. Yeah. I don't. I never understand people that like. Why are you dressed like this? You're at the beach. But anyways, he comes over and starts like yelling at these kids, and apparently these boys came in and like knocked like had knocked over his daughter's like sandcastles or whatever. And his daughters were upset, but like you don't come in and like like you were yelling, like scolding them. You don't come in and like scold some other some other person's kids like yeah. at the beach. Like that's a little out of left field. So like there's times where like there was some kid a couple weeks ago like, at uh, Governor Dodge that was like chasing Nola around and like trying to throw like a rock or two. It's just some unsupervised boy that was doing dumb things. And so I just went up to him like, "Hey, buddy, can we not throw rocks? She doesn't like that." And that was it. Yeah. And like he stopped. So like again, really easy to handle. So now this guy who just, I would say, 
big gut, big guy, camel hat comes on, got his Coors Light in hand, walks up, maybe chewing his mouth, talking to this guy, but what's going on here? So now we're my brother and I are like, oh, this guy's not happy that this little punk just yelled at his kids. Uh-huh. So now they're like, a little bit, not chest to chest, but they're like, Arm to arm, but they're like talking, trying to play it cool, but you can tell that it's getting heated. You can pick up on the vibe on it. And then the one guy started, the younger guy, Alex Strofe's character in this, started swearing a little bit. And the one guy turns at him, he's like taller and just bigger. Yeah. Like, it would be oh like, uh, it's like Strofe trying to like start a fight with, I'm trying to pick like Tauscher. Like it's just a bigger guy. Like and the guy was just bigger and like an old, like an older guy too. And so it's just got old man strength, the whole thing. And the guy goes, Did you just swear at me? And the kid's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, let's just, and then like, he just walked away or whatever. But like, it was one of those things where like, it was close to a fight because this, no, this like wasn't. younger parent. It doesn't even sound like it was going to be a fight. So similarly to. It sounds the, like it was going to be a two hit fight. Oh, true. Yeah, the guy hit the small guy and that guy hit the ground. Si- similarly into, in de-escalating situations, I was at Summerfest on Friday. Oh, Summerfest after dark is dicey. It gets weird, but listen to this. So uh, our concert we were seeing, Lovely the Band had just wrapped up. And me and me and the lady are like, hey, before we head back to the hotel, let's just grab some food. We'll walk with it because, you know, we got like a 20 minute walk in front of us. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Right. Have some snacks in the hotel room then. So I, I grab a sub. She grabs some fried stuff and I'm getting a water bottle and she gets done before me. So she's standing off to the side. I walk over. She's talking to a fella. No big deal. Right. Yeah. Um, and I say, you ready to go? And the guy looks at me like a deer in headlights. And he goes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I go, for what? And there's just like an awkward silence. Yeah. And he goes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I go, for what? And he walks away and, and my girlfriend starts laughing. And I'm like, was he hitting on you? And she's like, not really. He just walked up to me, said, where's the bathroom? By the way, I'm Trevor. And then asked me about the food I was eating. And then he apologized to you. So I'm not really sure what the hell happened there. I'm sure in his mind he was trying to hit on her. But yeah. He kicked his butt, bro. Yeah, but he, he, the first, the only things he said to me were, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, he was probably, uh, I would say, drunk. Uh, yep. So he probably fair. maybe thought he was so further. So was I, though. But maybe he thought he was further along and was trying to be super polite. Honestly, at this point, my, my wife would be like, like, hey, you just made my day. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's, how, that's how she took it. Yeah, She's like, like oh, well, that was nice of him, like, I guess. Hey, I don't care. Hey, thanks, guy. Like, you just you made her weak. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not like you're being later. aggressive, you know? Nor is anything going to happen. So, like, right, exactly. as long as you're not being a creep. It like, was just very straight. I'm so sorry. Funny. I'm so sorry. Matt, would you get worked up of some, like, non-aggressive, no, like, PG I am, flirting? I am the most non-jealous person on the planet, I think. I'm with you. Yeah, Still same. Be- you should have given, dropped yourself in the third person, be like, Strophy only deals with one girl, one girl, and she's got one man. Strophy ain't tolerating that. Oh man, you know what though? Matt Hamilton loves Bush, especially from our good friends at Olson too. There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a Bush. And if you're like me, Olsen Tune has the bushes for you. Uh, I had some landscaping done recently, and Olsen Tune is able to come out. They put in some arborvita trees. I got myself a brand new blue spruce tree. I'm so excited about the landscaping, and they can do it for you, too. Olsen Tune has been customizing residential and commercial outdoor living spaces since 1997. And combined design team and their management teams, they've got over 50 years of experience. And because of that, they have become one of Wisconsin's premier design-build landscaping and outdoor living firms. From things like pools, concrete work, irrigation, and more... 
Uh, Olson Tune is here to help. There's no project too big or too small. You can go to OlsonTune.com to get started on your project today. That's OlsonTune.com. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. It is time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton each and every day. I scour the interwebs to figure out what the heck's happened in the last 24. I've got questions. Jim and Matt think they have answers. I'll score them throughout, and at the end, we'll crown a winner. What day is it today? Thursday? Of Thursday. Thursday. Whoa. I literally was about to say Monday. <laughs> Are you guys screwed up like that too? Well, to me, people like Tuesday, Tuesday to me. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you guys worked yesterday, right? Yeah, and I did. Uh, wow, two hardworking fellows over here. Yeah, totally. All right, let's start Friday's with Friday's edition. <laughs> so, Britney Spears and Victor Wenbanyama came up in the news together today as <laughs> Spears was uh, uh, allegedly slapped by Victor Wenbanyama's security guard. Um, and, and as Jim alluded to a bit earlier, it sounds like there's law enforcement involved, the Las Vegas Police Department. I guess the first question I have on this, and we can dive deeper into it, is what the heck were those two doing in the same room? Well, she is a, like a, what do you call it, like a house performer in yeah. Vegas. She does so, like a residency? Yes, yeah. that's the word. So she's like the modern day Elvis. So she's there performing all the time in Vegas. So I'm guessing maybe he was in her hotel. Like, yeah, like the it actual. Seems like t- it happened at a restaurant. It was a restaurant, but anyways. I'm, I'm reading, yeah. Well, regardless, like he must have been in Vegas for summer league, so he's out and about, and then he must have been in the play. Like Brittany, I would imagine if you have a residency in the, I didn't know if the hotel, like the restaurant was in a hotel or whatever, but if you have a residency, you're probably in and around Vegas a lot. And my follow up question is, do you think Victor knew who Britney Spears was? I don't know. It's pretty young. Clearly, yeah, a probably security not. didn't. Because, right, I mean, if, if Britney Spears is approaching me, and, I, and let's just say, Matt, you're my security guard, right? Mm-hmm. Which would never be the case, obviously. But I, I, if she tapped me on the shoulder, you and I would both be like, holy crap, that's Britney Spears. Yeah. I, yeah, 100%. That's, that's what I'm throwing so off. So her by. last hit. I saw the toxic video. That's <laughs> what you did. The last 17, a song called Hold Me Closer. But then she did have this song, Toxic Pony, that was like a, like a hit. I don't know if what you call it, like a iTunes or a DJ hit, which mixed those two together. But again, she wasn't on the video. So I would say 2017, she was last famous. But I would say she's a little bit similar. So I was watching the show The Bear, and the guy made a joke about the, it obviously takes place in Chicago. One of the chefs goes out to uh, Norway to do some work, and he's like, Oh, you're kind of like Scottie Pippen to his Michael Jordan. And he goes, Oh, Michael Jordan, who's that? And he goes, You're kidding me, right? He goes, Yeah, yeah, we know Michael Jordan here in London. I feel like Britney Spears is one of those. She was so big for so long that. She's probably still known internationally. Yeah, that's what like, I would think we that in France. Yeah. So I don't think Victor had a chance to, and that guy might have not yeah, but registered. Victor's it. What nineteen? But still, his parents yeah. might know Britney and still play those songs. Totally. Like. totally. So like, yeah. I would say that I don't think there was a recognition or not recognition in the movie. I think it was just one of those things like someone came up and the probably guy happened like, so quick. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I just was curious what you guys thought about that. I think Victor would know who Britney Spears is. She's kind of big enough I'm to gonna know. I'm going to say he doesn't. I, I the guy probably is just so into basketball, and it's probably not his cut for music, so why why would he know? Again, your parents. So your parents listen to you know musicians. I mean, 
I guess, but his parents might like I don't know what age his parents are. His parents probably are, like close if, to my age. If, yeah, if they're your age though, like they probably weren't like listening to Britney. They were aware of her, but they weren't like listening to her. Uh, she's one of the I don't know. I don't know. I don't number know. like top selling artist of all time. So it's just I, again, I was just curious, but I think we're underestimating Britney's reach. But anyways, I would say to your original question, which was, what were they doing in the same room? She's uh has Vegas, a residency baby. in Vegas. Do we know that for a fact? Yes. Yes. Interesting. So she's probably got billboards all over Vegas too that he might have noticed. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it just. This story, th- those would be like the last two people in the world. No, when I saw it, I would I was imagine like, an altercation with one another. I had to look it up. Well, again, let's be very fair to Victor. He's not involved in this, right? But yes. well, kind of a guy but he I mean, employs is. But I understand what you're saying. So there is a minute long video off the watch in the break. It, Cassidy Hubbard just posted it on social. Him being asked about it at summer league. Oh, man! Welcome to America. You've been so here. Yeah, welcome to the NBA. Been here two weeks, and he's wow. Anyway. Yeah, that was mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Uh, let's do this next. How about over the weekend, a uh, white powder found in the White House, <laughs> and it's cocaine, fellas. <laughs> who the hell's throwing a party in the White House? I don't know who, because they all were gone. But um, if you look at, like, I, I think the, the, all the families were out, like, doing their own thing. If you ever watch show Veep, and people joke, like, Veep is real life, it probably was, like, a staff that fell out of their pocket. You know what I mean? Because where it was located and the whole thing of, like, it just seems in a place where, like, staff would be. But in Veep, this is actually, like, a at a plot in it where some rando, like, or... But it, realistically, the parts that you're in are not... What I gather was not even, like, excluded from if someone wanted on a tour. So right. someone could have been on a tour and either dropped it or, or tossed it. So it's not in some, like, secret place that most people couldn't get to. Someone just wanted to party in the White House. <laughs> I think it's crazy. Um... Happy holidays, right? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Um, it, it would prove that everybody is, uh, anybody can fall victim to uh, vices, including politicians. <laughs> well said. Well said. Well, how about this? Uh, Baby Gronk, we've talked about him before. He's like that 10-year-old kid whose dad is exploiting mm-hmm. him and is really annoying. Um, Rob Gronkowski. To Barstool Sports over the weekend said he will be uh, submitting a seasoned assist to Baby Gronk's family um, and the father um, who allegedly, according to Gronk, hit him up over 500 times over the course of the last year. Another win for Gronk. What do we make of this, Matty? I mean, I I have no problem with Gronk doing this. This guy, again, this dad is clearly doing it for clout. If there's some way that he is putting money away and somehow helping his child in the future, then I guess there is some silver lining to this. But it certainly just seems like a guy who's trying to capitalize on his kids, I don't know, notoriety right now. So I, I, it's it's absolutely cringy that this dad's doing it. I, good for Gronk for putting them, this guy in his place because he's still getting away with getting athletes to do stuff with baby Gronk. So like... There's still going to be hype. I, I just hope more people shut him down the way Gronk did. Just end this whole charade. Yeah, it's gross. I don't. I think it's bad that anyone that took an interview with baby Gronk and his dad. I think it's gross that you're trying to help it. I You can't... You just can't promote this because what you're doing is setting this kid up for massive failure. And how old is this kid? Nine? 
Like 9, 10, 11, somewhere there's, in there. There's absolutely zero correlation between being, even if you're phenomenal at football at 9, to being good at it when you're older. So yeah. you're just setting this kid up. This kid could feel like he peaked at 9. <laughs> like you're going to have to take all this money and put it into therapy bills. Yeah. Because this kid is not living a real life. His dad, like if you watch some interviews, coaches him basically how to talk like a jerk. Tells him what to say. Yeah. But like, and not not even like in a normal, not that it would be ideal anyways, but like how to sound like a jag. Like, like how, how to sound like the biggest douche in the world is basically what his dad's teaching him Bingo. what to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you sent me a clip a few weeks ago, Jim, yeah, that, where, yeah, where he just d- d- does an interview. And he's like talking about, and he like tells him to say how these supermodels are yeah. in his DMs as like an eleven-year-old. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. I. It's it's so, awful. It's fully psychotic behavior. Yeah. yeah. It's gross. It's it's kind of like a glimpse of. Uh, it was. Now I'm gonna forget the quarterback. There was a quarterback out of USC. His name's gonna escape me, but he had Todd Marinovich, and his dad. Like there were stories who would rub like. Goat milk on his baby, on his like toddler and baby's legs, is going to make sure he had like got extra muscle in there, and was like basically teach him how to throw. And like this kid was a quarterback in quarterback camps from like age six, and was a quarterback machine. You know what happened to this kid? Massive drug problem. At last, I heard he solved that problem. Got drafted in the NFL, but just burnt out immediately, and just had no future because his dad was psychotic. And was militant and awful. There's no way this ends well. Tiger Woods is the one aberration, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because my I mean, Tiger's dad they, wasn't great, but also Tiger's issues not there too. Issue, yeah, massive, uh, massive issues. I think maybe Tiger would have traded some of his millions of dollars to have a little bit more of a normal psyche in life. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, I really enjoyed listening to Jim there. So you know who our winner is. And I'm here tomorrow, so. Nailed it. I did. You can go for the sweep, then. Oh, yeah. We only had two (laughs) two shows this week. (laughs) Three-game sweep. Rubber match tomorrow. All right. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. So circling back on the Britney Spears story, Victor Wembanyama knew who Britney Spears was by hearing the interview because they kind of asked him what happened. Security is provided either by the restaurant or the team or a little bit of both there, and he was told to move through the restaurant quickly. Apparently, Britney Spears came up kind of behind him, gave him a hug. Uh, He didn't turn around to see who it was. Security moved her off. He thought that was it. He said he went home, had dinner, the whole thing. Woke up to calls, agent, and telling him it was Britney Spears. Like, no way, that was not Britney Spears. So, like, knew who Britney Spears was, knew the whole thing. Sounds, hopefully she's okay. Hopefully, um, if someone did use too much force, that they're corrected on that. Because, again, I don't know. She's not a large woman, so I don't know how much force you have to use to remove her off Victor. But one of those things where probably, in Britney's case, she probably, being a star, thinks she get a little more pass, especially in her town. I mean, if you're a residency there. Totally, totally. I... You, you I kinda, can see that. Yes. You know what I mean? You already feel like this is... It's like is... Matt Duluth, you know? Matt can do whatever he wants at Duluth. <laughs> yep. Sure can. If Victor ever comes up there, you can give him a hug. Yeah, I'll just walk right through his security team. He just reaches waist, so... He's <laughs> 7'3 or something like that, so... Uh, he Is he taller than I that? I think he's 7'4 or 7'5. Jeez. Uh, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more... 
uh, about Victor, uh, you know, throughout uh, as he plays the Bucks and sees how his career goes there. Matt Hamilton, Jim Rutledge with you. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Uh, Tim and Oregon chimed in. Lamar's dad looks good right now. Yes and no, because, you know, he did destroy his son's Lonzo's career by those stupid shoes. Like, I don't think it's a big stretch. Was that, that, was that Lamar, all his pops? Lamar. Lamar. I'm sorry, Lamar. 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 Right. Lamar. The, the I'm Levar talking about dad, Lonzo's knee is ruined because he had to wear those stupid shoes from... Oh, yeah. So it's that's what it is. The VAR is the dad, right? Yes. Correct. Yes. The dad. Tim chimed in with the wrong name there. Lonzo yes. is the son, and um, and Lonzo is the one one of the sons. But he's basically the Bulls has filed a, a claim in the NBA saying this kid can't play in the NBA anymore. We want to file an insurance claim and get our money back. And right. I don't think you can make a big stretch to say maybe because he played on those trash shoes. But that's big baller brand. Was that his choice as well, or is that all his dad's? Like, is that his dad's brand, or is that his brand? His dad invented the brand for his son to wear. Ah, at yeah. eighteen, what what choices are you making, man? At eight, you know, at eighteen, if your dad has been controlling your life, you don't have, you can't even answer it because you your dad no, was not you the don't same know. way. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that's fair. Like it's just one of those I mean, things. It's like, everyone's. It's every kid basketball player's dream to get picked up by like Nike or Adidas right. or not New that, Balance now. But like, <laughs> not to have your dad make up a pair of shoes. Yeah, and and then just essentially ruin your career. Yes. Yeah, they are. I've seen a lot of people like attributing it to the. It could have shoes. helped. It could not have helped. Right. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton, and Rutledge is an guy chimes in. No, we're not victim blaming Brittany. We're saying that like understand. I think it's just unfortunate all the way around. Like, she probably feels like she owns Vegas, went in to give him a hug, and security overreacted, and it's unfortunate all the way around. Yeah, that's, 100%. That's what it sounds like right now is that, you no, know. No, I'm not blaming Brittany for being in her town and and thinking that she could go up and give someone a hug. Like, right. That is, that is not And again, also, her. she's a tiny person. I don't think you have to use if a I'm lot of force anybody, to move her. Yeah, it's the security guy for using more force than needed. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's what it sounds like right now is that security guard used more force than necessary uh, in the situation. Because how menacing could she be? Because now I want to look this up. How tall do you think Britney Spears is? I know she's not 7'5". And that's what Victor is, 7'5". I'll give Britney 5'6", as my guess. Strofe? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go even shorter. I'm going to say 5'4". All right. It, it is 5'4". She is 5'4", and Victor is 7'5". He is over a foot taller than her. Almost, he's two, feet, two feet taller. You're right, two feet taller. It's so abstract. I think. Yeah, two feet taller. 25 inches taller. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is, that's a lot. That is, you are staring <laughs> up at that human being. She's, like, up to his, like, rib cage. He's a foot taller than you, Matt. More than a foot taller than you. Yeah. 14 inches taller than I am. That's insane. And I fancy myself like most times I feel like I'm one of the bigger people in the room. You are because I think the average last I think the average American is like five nine. Average like man in the world's like five seven. So like and maybe it's climbed up to five ten for Americans, right. but like I think it's five ten now. So like six feet is average, I think, for the most part. Yeah. But above six feet, which you are six two. Puts you above average in most places. Hmm. Wow. That, I mean, still, though, I still can't get over. There was a photo of this Victor, uh, Victor Webinyama where, or holding a baseball. Yes. And it looks fake. It looks so unreal. It was like that. It's like that photo of Andre the Giant holding a beer. Yes. You know uh, what I mean? It literally looks like those little, like, eight ounce cans, those mini pop cans that you can get. That's what it looks like. 
So when Victor's holding this baseball, it literally looks like me holding on to like a ping pong ball. So there's a photo online. Sean Elliott, former Spurs, about six foot eight. Tim Duncan, who is seven feet tall, David Robinson, seven feet tall, and the manager Noble, who's I think six four, in a photo with Victor, and Victor towers over every single one of them. The fact that he's like Tim Duncan, I thought was Tim a Duncan giant. and David Robinson look like normal size in this video, and <laughs> they are far from normal sized. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton. You're missing this show. Listen back. Wisconsin on the man. Apple, Spotify, and those great places. That brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. Revivepros.com is the website. You need uh, smoke remediation. You need uh, help with smoke damage, water damage, mold remediation, asbestos. Revive Pros. Josh over there can help you out. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. See ya. Enjoy your concert, Matt.